Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Piranesi, or Piranesi, by Susanna Clark. So let's explore the magic of books. Now, this is a very, very interesting book. This is a unique story, and it's told very well. Now, I'm going to say that this is not my favorite story that I've read this year. It's not even very high on my list of favorites, but doesn't have to be my favorite, and I don't have to absolutely love it to see all the work and the the goodness that it is. It just did not strike me. Now, in a non-spoilery way, let's just talk about some things first off. Piranesi, uh, that's the name of the character. No, it's not a spoiler. It's the name of the character. It's really interesting. Um, he, the story is told all epistolary, so everything that we have is is his journal entries, basically. And, and that's a good style of storytelling. That, that can be used very effectively. This one, it was, and I liked that while we had chapters, like actual chapters or parts in this story, uh, the journal entries kind of felt like their own mini chapters. And so sometimes it was almost easier to stop in the middle of a chapter rather than reading to the end of the parts. Now, it took me because... Uh, uh, not because of the style of the book, but because of the prose, which the, the writing and the prose were brilliant. They're beautiful. They were used skillfully to describe and to show things. But it to me, the first two-ish, two and a half parts felt like I was getting an art lecture about statues and uh, like beauty in the world. And that's just, it's not something I care for generally. So it did not took me a bit more to get interested, and I didn't enjoy it because of that at the beginning, but that doesn't mean that it was bad writing, or like, it wasn't purple, I wouldn't say that, but it just, it didn't connect with me because of my inadequacies with art, uh, so that's fine, and yeah, and her her atmosphere that she's created, the way that everything is described, and the way things are detailed to you, make them make you feel like you can kind of imagine it in your head and you can see what's going on. You're like, oh, wow, I can totally picture this and I kind of understand. Now, obviously, you can't imagine everything just because of what the situation it is, but it was so unique that you could really feel the difference between our world and this world that Susanna Clark has written. Now, this is definitely not a plot-centric book. Like, there is a plot and the plot is important, but it the story does not revolve around the plot. The story revolves pretty much a wholly around characters and interactions and decisions that Piranesi makes. So if you're looking, you know, when you go into it, just kind of make sure, if you haven't read it yet, that you are ready for a character story, because that's what it is. And it's not bad. The characters are great. So I think that's really all I can say without spoiling things. So I think we're just going to have to move into a spoiler, and uh, let's get started. So again, if you haven't listened yet, I would stop listening and go read it. It's very quick. Um, seven chapters, seven parts, and one of them's really short. Part five is super small, so you can read that quick. Now let's, let's start. Let's just go kind of over the parts really quick because I wrote down some stuff about them, and that way we can talk about them. So the first one, Piranesi, that's the chapter, that's the name of the chapter, introduces our character Piranesi. We kind of see his view on things. You know, he writes his journal. He's talking about all the statues and how he remembers things. And uh, that's one thing, like, you know, I like epistolary, but I have never wanted to read someone's journal entries. And I've never, ever in my life wanted to read someone's journal entries about previous journal entries that they've written. Like, I'm sorry. It just bored me to death like parts of it were exciting 
And parts of it were like, please, why? Stop. Like, this one person was in a movie once. That's really not important to the story. And frankly, it's weird that you remember that, like, that you wrote it in your journal. Because my journals are horrible, first off. I barely write in them when I do. But never have I ever written in my journals and then been like, I'm going to detail every single word that was said to me and everything that happened. And then I'm going to index it in my other journal so that I can have A through, you know, I can reference easier things easier, which that's a really cool system. And I definitely do that for any type of like studying kind of journal I was doing, you know, like here's the math section, here's the trig section, here's the this, but I would never do it with my personal journal. And yes, I know he's He's a scientist, but I mean, he was crazy. Okay, this is the spoiler section. So this is a non part one spoiler, but like he had to be crazy before he went in there for the detail of his journals. Like his details were super detailed, like crazily detailed. And then he, you know, we went to the house or like the land of ideas is kind of what it is to me. Then he's even crazier. I mean, I just, I couldn't believe the, how crazy. So Piranesi, we introduced Piranesi. I love seeing his character and his style, but his journals are just weird. Like, I don't know who would, he had to be crazy beforehand. You know, I, I loved seeing, he's like, oh, there's the other and there are these other 15, yeah, no, 16, 15, 14, 13 dead bodies. And he takes care of them and he gives them, you know, gifts and offerings kind of a thing. And he explores the house and he marks all the tides. I just, that part was really cool and interesting to me. And I was thinking, oh, is the other like some, because we don't know anything at this point, you know, because it's a total, like I, you kind of start to pick up that maybe this is an amnesia story. And it kind of tells you in part two and that you, it is an amnesia story. He doesn't remember things. And you're like, oh, who's the other? Is the other actually real? Is it made up? Is it just some person and then we meet the other in the next chapter and we see that he's kind of just a guy and he's like we got to do these science experiments and he's on the quest for knowledge specifically like secret knowledge and the power to control people's minds and to turn into animals and i'm like paradisi you know that if you're the you think that you're the only two people here in the world like what is the why is this power to control lesser minds important? Like, there's only two of you, you know? And then it's like, okay, obviously the other is, you know, doing something else. He's he's coming back out in and out from the real world. Of, you know, you can tell because that's why he wants the general powers, like control people, read minds. Those are the powers that are, I think they'd be fair to say they're very commonly wanted, you know, in the real world. But they're looking for him and he's like, I'm going to do this thing. And Piranesi is kind of sass. It's just interesting. Okay, now if you're still harping about it, because my mind keeps going back to me criticizing the journals. Like, obviously, if he'd written less detailed journals, then there wouldn't be a story because the, your story is all told through his journal. That's fine. I mean, the journals that we're getting, but the journals that he had written previously, especially, and then re-looked up and rewritten in his daily journal. Like, why would you rewrite your journal into your new journal? It just... I don't know. And maybe it was all written super after the fact. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not going to try, I'm going to try not to say anything else about the journals, uh, aside from the fact that he was super crazy for how detailed he writes them. So I love that. You know how much he trusts the other. And then he meets the prophet. Well, he calls him the prophet because he has no idea who he is. And the prophet, I mean, as well intentioned of a guy as he is, he's like, oh yeah, I could come in here anyway, anytime I wanted, because you just have to have the right frame of mind. And a lot of people require the ritual to help them get through here, but I don't. And I, I went to jail. He's like, that probably scares you. And Pierre is like, I don't even know what jail is. Like, you're just like a crazy man to me. Like, none of the words you say make sense. 
So I'm going to call you a prophet. And you know, in his head, that's what he labels him. And he's talking. And he's like, oh, Ketterly's going to want to, you know, your guy, the other's going to want to kill you if uh, this other person can't get in. And so and it starts to add this interest, like, okay, who's this other person that's going to come in? And where are they going? And I like that. And then it adds some more stakes. You know, we start to see the relationship between the other and Piranesi start to crumble. And the other tells him, hey, you know, you've been in here so long, you start, you forget things, you lose track of time. Sometimes you go weeks without seeing me and then you come back and you're like, oh, it's only been a week. And you're like, no, it's been a month or you think you have to do this other thing. And and that's part of him living in this land of the ideas or the house, you know, is it messes with your mind because you're not meant to live there. And then when 16 shows up and how careful she is to like mark all the doors and to leave messages and to leave secret messages and pebbles that he can read. Uh, that was so cool and so smart. I love that it's, you know, a police officer who didn't believe and she's like, where is he? You know, and then she follows the trail and he's like, I'll show you. And then she does end up doing it. And it's like, man, Ketterly, if you didn't ever want the police officer to find her, you shouldn't have bragged about how to do your secret, you know, your thing in a show of like, haha, you'll never find him because you'll never believe. And even if you do believe, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, that's just a classic villain move, but I liked it. That's part four. Part five was interesting because we actually get, we go back to the real world and we see when Piranesi or Matthew Rose Sorensen met Ketterly for the first time, you know, doing an interview and just saying like, hey, I'm trying to learn about this stuff. And then he visits with him. And then Ketterly traps him in the house. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is so cool. Now we're seeing we're seeing it all come together. That's part four and part five is really what made me like start getting really into it. That's when I really had a hard time putting it down. And then, of course, part six, the wave, the tides coming in, the kind of final dust, final battle between 16 and the other. Where the other wants to kill 16. 16 just wants to rescue Piranesi. And... Because of his own greed, the other dies, you know, in the waves. He doesn't listen and gets caught up. And, and then Matthew Rose Sorensen appearing in DC eventually ends up going back to the real world, but continuously goes back to the house whenever he wants. And he even brings people who had been taken out of the house or had been kept there long before. Because, you know, all those bones, how many people had Ketterly done this to where he'd put them there, left them there, and then they died? You know, apparently he's really bad at feeding them. So, because... You can only spend an hour a day there, or only wanted to. So I thought, yeah, you know, I thought in the beginning it was going to be much more scientific, like it was a team of scientists, and he was the and the other, or Ketterly was the kind of the go-to man. He's the one who'd go in, he'd ask the questions. Piranesi either just had always lived there, or he'd been trapped, and then kind of acclimatized to it and figured it out, and then they just instead of bringing him back, just left him there. So I didn't imagine that it was actually just Ketterly being like, "Oh, I've trapped you now. You have to be my slave and help me," and tricked him into doing things. So. That was really cool, and I liked that Matthew, you know, that Piranesi, he kept his same attitude um, throughout the whole story. Like, he never, he didn't go back to being just a regular person and be like, oh, the world sucks, and it's so dark and dreary and whatever. But he kept his, his... his attitude or the way he was from the house. So that was really kind of a cool thing to see. And I liked how kind of unspecific the end of the book was that Susanna Clark writes about what's happening, but it's never like, and then I went and I married this person and I did this for the rest of my life. And I went here and did this. It was, it's kind of more like, oh, sometimes I visited this guy and I took him back to the house and we stayed for a bit. And sometimes I would visit the house and stare at the statues. And, you know, I'd take walks with this person. I'd do things with this person. And then I did this. And I knew I'd always go back to the house and just be there when I died. And I, I just like that it was not a, it's a very ephemeral feel, which is kind of throughout the whole story that it's all kind of nothing's super real, but it, I mean, obviously it is, but like, 
It's got this just ephemeral feeling to it. So that was really nice. And I did, I even learned something about myself in while reading this. And that is more about my reading habits than about myself. So sorry. Uh, but I learned that if I, when I start reading a book, I need to give myself enough time to get hooked on the, the first start of the book, whether that's the first chapter, or the first couple pages. Uh, because the first time I open a book, if I'm not really hooked by the time I put it away, then I struggle to get back to it if I wasn't super excited about it. And again, going back to the art lecture, which beautiful descriptions and like the beautiful imagination it takes to create those. Very cool, but it didn't do it for me. So I was kind of like, oh, I got to go back and read Piranesi. I got to finish it. And I'd read, you know, one part and then a little bit there, a couple journal entries, and then took a little longer to get into it. But as such as life, and that's okay. So, and that's going to wrap up my discussion of Piranesi by Susanna Clark. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. You know, of course, if you ever have any questions or comments, send those to leapromancypod at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember to explore the magic of books. <laughs>